Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Um, yeah, uh, Kerry McIver's over the Ministry of Health, I think. Uh, I think some people are over having their kids at home, but are too scared to send them to school just yet. And, uh, oh no, Kate Hawksby is skimming us on Facebook. Why is she doing that? Uh, but before any of that, uh, so yeah, they're really uh, cleaning up at the protest. The police went in in force yesterday, of course. Uh, here's the uh, the deputy police commissioner. How would you describe today? Well, we're happy we've made good progress today. Our intent was always to reclaim the roads uh, and to restore order. So very happy with the progress that we've uh, made today. But obviously. Uh, very disappointed in some of the behaviours that we've seen play out. Uh, what sort of behaviours are you talking about? Well, I think uh, you would have seen, of course, a fair amount of violence there by some who seemed intent uh, to um, you know, cause as much disruption as they could today. Um, and that's been uh, pretty disappointing for all uh, to see uh, the people of Wellington and obviously for our police staff who are doing an amazing job in very challenging circumstances down there. Well, many of the protesters have been contacting us and they're claiming it was police brutality, that they also suffered uh, uh, quite uh, quite large injuries as well and they're not happy with the, your uh, operation. Uh, what do you say to them? Oh, I, I disagree. Uh, our police staff have been incredibly measured in their approach today. Uh, they've um, they started the day with the intent to um, clear the roads uh, and restore order and uh, we've, we've done that and I think you've seen... Uh, the, some of the, the behaviours play out from those protesters, uh, most recently the lighting of fires and what have you. So those sorts of behaviours concerning, they put uh, a lot of people at risk and that's not acceptable. Can I also put it to you, because many people will, over the course of uh, a while, the protesters are claiming in fact the fire was lit uh, in the tent when a generator was pushed over and it was accidental. And at that point, everything, you could say, you know, became inflamed. What, what do you say to that claim? Well, I think what we've seen actually is uh, multiple uh, small flyers. Yeah, a real mess. And and that's all left a real mess behind, of course. Um, I was down there over the weekend. I I didn't really go down to look at the protest. I I went down to look at my uh, niece's wedding. Uh, But, but, yeah, it was a bit hard to avoid, unfortunately. Try as you might. Um... In saying that, I'm not sure that it necessarily uh, has made Parliament look uh, any worse than it already did. I think Marx agrees. Someone says Trevor Mallard is like Trump. Now he wants to build a wall. He is talking about putting a wall around Parliament. I kind of think we need a new Parliament. I think that whole area with... I just think we need a whole new plan for Parliament. You're going to have a bit of a rave here. I've been there a couple of times. It's just kind of so ill-defined. You've got the motorway going beside at the tunnel. You never really think you are at the centre of government. It's kind of a real dog's breakfast of buildings there. I reckon we need a brand new parliament. I'm not saying it should be defensible. I think we probably do need an area in front of it where you go to and have meetings and stuff like that. But yeah, I th- I, I, I'm in favour of a whole new shit. Because I think the beehive was always a bit of a... Um, it's 60 years old now, is it? 50 years, 1970? How long is that? 50 years? Probably time we went with something a bit zestier. That's just my take on it. Yeah, I sort of know where Marcus is coming from because uh, it's weird that the beehive is so distinctive and, you know, it sort of stands apart. 
And yet, really, that's just an office building, isn't it? It's not... That's not where the actual parliamenting goes on. And, and then it's up to you to sort of figure out which one is parliament, which one's the library. You know what I mean? Um, the steps are, are all... They, they've all been uh, written on with chalk, in case you were wondering, and pictures and things. Um... Anyway, so that's Marcus railing against Parliament. Uh, here's Kerry railing against the Ministry of Health. And it, I get angry that more people aren't angry about this. Give them the first six months. Even if you take away the first six months of the response, fill your boots. Give them a pass for that. But since that time, they're making the same mistakes. They're not consulting with other people with far more relevant expertise than they have. They're not listening to the people on the ground saying we haven't got what we need to do the job. If they don't know, they'll just take a wild stab in the dark and I, in a way, feel sorry for some of the government ministers. But right now, the government ministers should be putting the blowtorch on the feet of those public officials. You are letting us down as government ministers. We're parlaying wrong information. You are letting the people of New Zealand down who are trying to do their best in the face of the most bewildering array of instructions, counter-instructions, messaging. You are letting down, I think most importantly, those poor, under siege, beleaguered public health workers who are doing their best in impossible conditions. It is simply not good enough. And if you get cross that I'm banging on and on about the failings of the Ministry of Health, I'm even more cross that you don't care. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Uh, Kerry wasn't really angry at the Ministry of Health. She's angry at you for not being angry enough at them. So have a good, hard look at yourself and give yourself a couple of uppercuts, will you? Um, Meanwhile, some of you have still kept your kids at home for some reason. Why would you not send them back to school as soon as you possibly could? Understand what's going on there? Weird decision. My daughter, she's been off school for the past three weeks. Um, as her school has COVID cases and they haven't reopened yet, um, they haven't said when they will reopen. Uh, and my son has now, his high school has now closed this week because of COVID cases. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so it was actually quite good that the primary school decided themselves to make this call rather than waiting, obviously, for the ministry to get back to them. Mm. Um, you know, as soon as they had the first case, they, the whole classroom, you know, had to self-isolate and get a test. And then from then it sort of just snowballed because obviously COVID's passing through the children like mm. wildfire. So now the whole school's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so how have you, I mean, that's, you say the last three weeks, but of course the last two years have been so disruptive for kids. So with this particular event, how have you managed to just keep things, keep the home fires burning, as it were, keep work, keep looking after the kids? Are you, have you been able to go out and get supplies? Yeah, so I actually live in a different region than my children. Right. Um, so when this all happened, I pretty much picked her up and took her back to my region just because... Um, town in the Waikato has a lot less cases than her town in Tauranga. Mm. Um, so it was kind of a no-brainer in that sense just to take her away because she's only 10, so she hadn't had her vaccinations, etc. Um, but I personally have quite a good family situation where I can drop her off to my brother's partner and she looks after her 
when I go to work in the afternoons and evenings. Oh, again, I got the wrong end of the stick. Uh, so Paul wasn't keeping his kids at home um, out of choice. It was because schools have to be because they haven't got enough people to run them. Uh, I think we're done with school now, aren't we? Haven't we learned that we don't really need it anymore? We just need the right app, the right software. Um, stick the kids in front of a screen. It would probably work out best for everyone that way. In fact, it's probably more efficient. We can get them out into the workforce and paying board or rent um, sooner. In my um, preference. Uh, we'll finish up here uh, with uh, disturbing revelations that Kate Hawksby has been scamming us on Facebook. If you think that she has, uh, um, you have won $20,000 off her, apparently that is not true. <laughs> Amazing. His Facebook bots or support team or whoever they may be came back to us hours later declaring in all their wisdom that upon investigating, they'd discovered that the scam version of Kate Hawksby was in fact me. I kid you not. Facebook tells me there's nothing to investigate because their insightful probing shows I am indeed the fake account. How on earth is this possible? More to the point, how is it that advertisers are happy to part with thousands, if not millions of dollars to advertise on this platform, which can't even patrol correctly what's fake and what's real? How would you ever trust Facebook? And why would brands want to align themselves with such a shoddy platform? I mean, I think about where we sit, mainstream media. People like us, we have to be beyond reproach, scrupulous, jump through many regulations and bureaucratic hoops for our advertisers. I mean, we just have to be clean as a whistle for them. Yet Facebook, it seems, can do what it wants. It can literally leave up a fake scam impersonating someone, attempting to rip people off, all because it can't even tell the difference between real and fake. I mean, how worrying is that? So as I sit here now talking to you, fake me remains out there messaging people who comment on our show page that they've won thousands of dollars. I spent a good chunk of yesterday messaging people back explaining sadly they hadn't won a thing. I've spent most of my morning clearing work emails doing the same thing. But I can understand their confusion. Scammers are clever. The pictures are mine. The ZB logo's there. It's got ripped off sponsor IDs all over it. It looks legit. In fact, when alleged winners are contacted by fake me, they've asked, you know, is this real? And the scammer has replied, yes, it's legit. You win. So who really wins here? Not us as Facebook users. Not Facebook. They've lost credibility. Not advertisers. The only winner is the scammer, the fraud. And worst of all, Facebook's approved it. Yeah, that's always a depressing moment, isn't it? When you um, discover that you are not the real you. Um, online, that somebody else's, and you are the fake one. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've come to terms with it now, of course, but yeah, I remember the first time that I discovered I wasn't the real me. Uh, that's a wake-up call. I'm Glenn ZB. Not really. There's a, there's, I'm not the real one, obviously. <laughs> You're a realer one than me out there. Uh, but I'm a Glenn ZB. Um, if you would like to come back and listen to more of this particular Glen ZB tomorrow, I will see you then uh, on another News Talk ZB. It'll be a fake News Talk ZB, might be the real one.